Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello footy fans and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Panklis and joining me as always, Michael Corbin. Emmanuel, how are you? I'm fine. You're fine? Yeah. Big game last Friday night, opening of the new stadium. Awesome stadium. Great to go to. The atmosphere was just... Uh, like, I've, I've missed that atmosphere at the SFS. Yeah. It yep. was just beautiful, the stadium. I loved it. I know there's been some complaints. I heard uh, Cameron Smith complain about the lifts, which you rode with him. Oh. Yeah. Did he complain about he being in the lifts with someone? Yeah, he or? said the the fans that were in there were really hassling him uh, and heckling him. No, uh, he said they were quite slow. Yeah. Um, and knowing that you were in the lift with him, it must have been a, well, it wasn't easy. a drag for him because well, it, you would have made it slower for you know, him. You I'm, know, I'm, I'm carrying the weight of history as a South supporter. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all those premierships with one, you know. Yeah. Between me and Cameron, how could we go anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was not expecting that but thank you you're welcome um, um. <laughs> yeah right um great great atmosphere awesome stadium what a shame that um you know we can't have a rugby league game there every week we i mean i'm not even talking about this as a souths fan it's just it's it's a perfect stadium you're a block from suburbia we went up to the pubs in pado afterwards yeah i i, I just was don't was know why you wouldn't want to have more games there it is so good for the local economy um, just for me, it just defies logic as an NRL fan that the game is not pushing to have a fixed match there every Saturday or Sunday afternoon and start asserting yourself as the dominant code at that stadium. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, it's going to be an excellent week of finals. Some great matchups. We're going to preview them shortly. Yeah. But we said... The last few weeks, we haven't spoken about the bottom seven teams. Now the bottom eight teams. Yep. We're going to run through them. Yep. Uh, just a needle pointing up or down for them heading into next season. You know, where they where we think they're going to be uh, and, you know, if, if things are going to yeah, change. Yeah, not a specific spot, but more just an up yeah, or yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, uh, as you may recall, on the 8th of March, we gave our predictions for yep. the year. Uh, and the ladder is out. We both owe the Cowboys a massive apology. Uh, I we, think everyone owes the Cowboys I know, a massive but, apology. But we yeah. had them coming last. Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, but in saying that, Manly owe everyone an apology. Correct. So, you know, Correct. you win some, you lose some. And you owe me an apology, Michael. Because you told me my team wouldn't be here this week. <laughs> yeah. And if my team knock out this. your team, I was waiting for that's this. some spectacular karma. <laughs> so I, I'll expect that next week. Thank okay. you. Um, we'll hold off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Running through them. So the the teams are in ninth to sixteenth order: Broncos, Dragons, Manly, Canterbury, Titans, Knights, Warriors, Tigers. Do you okay. Want to start at top or bottom. Let Let's start with the Tigers. Okay. Um, I I think that they've gone backwards in the last five to ten weeks of this year. Oh, um, easily. My, Michael Maguire, as I said 
while all the speculation was going on, there, there was no reason to sack him. There's been no better alternative. And I feel like the Tigers have absolutely lost ground in the last couple of months by not having Sheens and Benji just sort of take control now. I mean, you, as soon as Gus came into Canterbury last year, he sort of took the reins and started controlling things. Uh, and it was even influencing Trent Barrett's coaching at the start of the year, took control of the training sessions, sacked Barrett and has sort of managed things behind the scenes to get the coach he wants. The Tigers, I don't know what they've done in the last two months to set things up for next year. Yeah, like, what, what, she, Sheens has been quiet. Benji quit his job at Fox, but no one's heard from him in two months. Like, is, is anything going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? I, I just don't understand. Wouldn't you... The coach gets sacked. Isn't that considered rock bottom? Wouldn't you try and stabilize things? This is a free fall now. Yeah. The, the one shining light for them was that win against the Broncos um, six weeks ago, which probably started their right. But other than that, they, they have been disappointing and underwhelming. Yeah. Now, they've got Coruscant and Papali'i coming to the side next year. Correct. Uh, two good signings. Coruscant will really help because having a quality number nine is so important in this league. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, we, we still don't know what's going to happen with Luke Brooks. I think their number one is fine. Dane Laurie's fine. Uh, Luke Garner's going to the Panthers. They're losing. They just resigned offhand Gow today. But everyone's going to say, "Well, they're in 16th. The needle can only point up." Yeah. There's another team coming into the comp next year. Yeah. So they could go to 17th. No, I, I think. I think. <laughs> like, I think there, there is a way down, which is which is a, a, a big. You know, I I I think that. They will improve. I, I can't see how they can't improve given the performances they put together the last three weeks. But you know, like forty-two points in the first half against the Raiders. They, they it was a point of set. It was a try set. It was ridiculous. I just they gave up and they gave up after Madge left basically. And I just I think they'll get better, but I I don't think it'll be much better. Yeah, I I think. Um... Just thoughts based on no knowledge. I, I think that this summer something will happen with Luke Brooks. I don't know. He'll go. Have, he'll go to tough. Newcastle as was predicted. He'll go to Canterbury, and then Flanagan will be moved on, or it's something will happen. Even just to, like yeah, he needs to leave that situation because it's yeah. not working for him, yeah. and I don't think it's working with the club either. Yeah, I and and I know we talk about it. And I really don't like to to bring it up and pick on him, but it it's just I. I I don't know what... Like, the whole place just needs to sort of... It needs something. It's lacking direction. It's lacking structure. And, I, you know, the, the more you think about it, Leichhardt Oval is like a, a metaphor for the Tigers. Like, it's just run down. Overpriced. Overpriced. Uh, $60 to sit on the hill, apparently. Constantly booed. Um, it's just... You know, yeah, I know. It's just collapsing under collapsing. the pressure. No one wants to take care of it. It needs nurturing, and it's just completely neglected and abandoned. And no one's got the problem. And they try to fix it up by building a grandstand next to a hill. Like it's that kind of like everything's a temporary fix, yeah. and and that perfectly encapsulates the football team. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, like Balmain were were were, were a historic and and proud club at, that proudly played at Leichhardt for a number of years and the Tigers do nothing to encapsulate Balmain no. like if I'm someone that played in 89 I'm so disappointed in what I'm seeing no. Wests were notoriously not a great football team but the Tigers had their moments and uh, you'd be despair yeah it's it's been a grim few years for them yep. and 
I don't know. I don't know where they go. Look, I think the Benji, the Shins Benji combo. Let's hope it works. Let's hope that you know it can turn into something. But that's not going to be in two years' time. It's going to be in four or five years' time. And let's hope that they don't. You know, they have the patience to hold that out. It's, uh, it's not going to be a quick fix. That's yeah. the problem. It's not going to be a quick fix. And uh, everyone in that organization needs to realize that yeah. before anything else. But isn't everyone just sick of like? Aren't all the players and the team just sick of being the beating boys of the NRL like every like it's become so topical yeah. and it's just so like easy to target every single time yeah and it's kind of like you know at the start of the year there's a bit of pressure on Ricky and they got out of it and you know Newcastle has sort of fixed itself with the problem in, in a way not really nah. but just sort of avoids the scrutiny we'll because the Tigers just constantly take up the headlines the thing, and the thing the thing is that, and we know this there's a leak at that club where if anything goes wrong or anything gets said behind closed doors the media gets it straight away yeah and that's the problem that that is more a problem than anything that nothing that they do is private yeah alright let's move on because Okay, that's too much time. Every time, yeah. every team, we're going to be here for four hours. Okay, um, the Warriors, fifteenth. I predict them going up next year, uh, based on the fact they will actually get a proper season of home and away games. Yeah, and every game they play at Mount Smart has been a competitive game where yeah. they've gotten very close to winning. They probably they have should have won. won on the weekend. They probably so. should have won. Yeah, exactly. Um, Reese Walsh is a loss for them, but I, I think new coach that's been in the Penrith system. Um, Hopefully, can do something with their juniors. Tomorrow, Martin coming in, Charles yeah. Nickel Star coming in. Um, they are losing a few players. They named, they said, fifteen players are exiting the club. Yeah, which is a big, it's a big out, clean out. Like Mitch, Bar- uh, but, you know, Mitch Barnett coming in. They're still going to have Tohu Harris. Josh Curran needs to play more minutes. You um, and Aiken, who was voted their player of the year, is leaving though. Yeah. Um, Sean Johnson, we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, but I, I think they go up. I think just the fact that they play, they're going to play games in New Zealand is a big benefit to them. Yeah, big big benefit. And you you can see how much they get up for those games, and it'll mean more next year when they get you know, however twelve home games. Yeah, yeah. Um, Newcastle came fourteenth. Uh, I had them thirteenth, and you had them fifteenth. So split the difference. Split the difference. I. Depends on Ponga, really. I, depends I, on Ponga. I, I, honestly, but at I, this point, at this point, I don't even care that they have Caelan Ponga because every year we're going to have issues with him. Uh, he's inconsistent. He doesn't perform when they need him to. This team has signed no one. I, I, I get. Well, I guess they've got some guys from England who are unproven, but you know, there's questions about the halves. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't rate Adam O'Brien as a coach. I think that he falls into media traps a lot. Uh, makes excuses for uh, his team's play, which aren't warranted. And I just, I'm not liking where this team's going. I think they've got a culture problem, and it's, I think it's a slippery slope. I, that, I it wouldn't surprise me if they finish in the same position or lower next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised either. Really. I just. I, I can't see where they improve. That's. That's my thing. Yeah. Okay, Gold Coast came 13th. Um, I see them going up. I think they've got the points and the talent in them. They just need to sort out their um, defense, which I think they can do. I don't, I don't know if they make the eight, but I, I see them being slightly higher up. They, they were one point away from playing week two of the finals last year. Yeah, and I think two really... Kieran Foran, who has been excellent for yeah. Manly this year, 
played every game as hard as possible. Yeah. Um, and one player who has been quietly very good, just hasn't got a lot of headlines, but you know he's he- has been healthy the last part of the season, been a big part of what the Roosters have done. Having a genuine number nine in Sam Verrills going up there yeah. will, one, improve their defense, yeah. and two, improve their yeah. hearts. Yeah, and that's two handy pickups from two premiership... Premiership? Ferrell's win a premiership? Yes, he did. Two, yeah, two yep. premiership winning players. It's called the so, Triangle, not uh, 2019 Grand Final. Yeah, so um, I, a big big boost for them. I, I think bring a bit of steel as well. Um, T- I think Tino Fafita the- and Tino, probably better for their experience. Brimson's quite talented. Brimson's And awesome. if he can have sort of foreign focusing things for him and he can just be more creative, I think yeah. that can work really yeah. well. I, so. think, I think, you know, um, Fasul Malawi has been excellent this yeah. year. Every week he is, like, and he has led that team as well as possible, as well as possible, despite being on a losing team a lot of the weeks. But we know they have the points in them. It's just the defense. So, yeah, I see them going up as well. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, Canterbury came 12th. Yep. I picked them for the eight. Same. And so did you. We both had them eight. I think they make the eight next year. Um, I think they're developing, um, they're bonding quite well. That they're, they're clearly up off the bottom of the batter, off the bottom of the ladder. Uh, they're stronger than the, those bottom, bottom teams. Um, they know what their spine is, which is a one of the biggest questions coming every year. Was who's going to play seven? Who's going to play one? Yeah, they knew who their nine was going to be because they signed Red Marnie. Yeah, who's going to help immensely. Yeah, um, could come as a premiership winner. Kikau going to be on one edge. Yeah, Raymond Fatala Marana, yep. who's come back from injury this year, has gotten better every single game. Max King is awesome. Um, you know, Josh Jackson, solid as ever. Matt yep. Burns only getting better in his second year as a, as a number six. And, you know, a lot of raps on Serraldo as an assistant coach, probably the best, like one of the best assistant coaches out there. Let's see how he goes. But I, I agree with you. This team has improved this year and will only continue to improve. Yeah. Uh, and I I just think um, they'll get... Okay, so Mick Potter's going to probably stay around, they're talking about. Uh, there was talk of Madge. Coming in as a, an assistant coach, yeah. I don't know. I think Madge might be touted for another job now. Maybe, maybe, but if he does, I think it's a, if he brings a a Melbourne style, um, which I think the Bulldogs just need, and I think they have enough players there that that are quite headstrong now. They have Reed Marnie, kick out, um, kick out Burton, and these guys all have standards, having played at Penrith, and they'll sign up for it. Yeah. And between Seraldo bringing Penrith standards and Maguire bringing Melbourne standards that he took to Souths, so why not? Yeah. Um, okay, so the big one, Mike, is really manly. Yeah, well, they came 11th. Uh, I had them third. You had them fifth. Last year, they made the prelims. Uh, they scored 300 more points last year than they did this year. Yeah. That they, they, yeah, their point scoring was terrible this year. Like, absolutely terrible. And look, I know, I know they lost Tom, but... There was a point where they were going well without Tom. It's it. It all comes down to the pride jersey fiasco, and this team and the you know every every media outlet this week has led with the divided Manly, and people are calling for Jake to take over from Daly as captain, and people are saying that Des has lost everyone, lost the front office, and there might be a parting of ways. And there's like I I don't know I, I I think Manly is headed in a downward spiral. I think it's in a dangerous place, and we haven't heard the end of it yet. Yeah. So Manly's last five seasons, fifteenth, uh, 
sixth, thirteenth, fourth, eleventh. I mean, on this pattern, they should come second next year. But I, I, they have been very underwhelming. I, the, it comes down to the pride jersey. You're right. Um, and all the, all this talk. Andrew Webster wrote an excellent article in the Herald yesterday about Manly and the politics there. Des Hasler is a premiership winning coach. We've I, discussed yeah, this. We discussed I, this at the start I, of last I, year. They were one and four or none and five or something. Yeah, just, and they're talking about getting rid of him. And it's like, no, that that's not the, the fix. That's not the fix. Des has been the only coach that has ever... Like, you need one. There, very few people can take over that manly job because the resources that you get are not like any other club. Yeah. It's less. Yeah. Right? Um, Des loves it there. He has been excellent at coaching that team. And if they decide that he should not be the coach anymore uh, based on, you know, issues with the front office and staff that he's appointed and whatnot and players that he's playing, then the front office needs to, you know, have a good look in the mirror and figure out what they want to do because a lot of this was caused by them, not by not by Des. And, I, yeah, I, I think getting rid of Des is a ridiculous notion. Uh, one of the most interesting things that came out earlier in the week was this sort of revelation that part of the split in the player camp is that Cherry Evans was treated differently to the rest of the team during COVID protocols. I mean, if that's the case, why, why are we only finding out about this now? Why has no one done anything about the fact that the protocols were breached and how many people were in on this secret and, and why is it only being used now as a tool? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, uh, there's... It's hard to discuss them right now because I think that we're going to find out more over the coming weeks what's wrong with this team yeah. and how bad it's gotten. And there's going to be an exodus of players, I think, including Marty Tapao's obviously had two feet out the door yeah. for, a, for a while now. He was almost going to go to Par- uh, Parramatta during the middle of the season. Um, there's going to be Josh Schuster, who is supposed to be their 5'8 for next year. I could see him not being at the club. I, yeah, I just don't know where this club's heading and it's dangerous. Very yep. dangerous. Um, okay. So then we go to 10th place, St. George. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about Anthony Griffin. Anthony Griffin's future, I think, is very much linked to Ben Hunt's future. And I think if Griffin doesn't come back next year, Ben Hunt might ask for an early release. I... Oh, I... Does Ben Hunt... The, the the big looming thing over the Dragons this whole off season is Ben Hunt. Yeah, and you know he's a free he can negotiate with other teams come November first. Yeah, um, the story is, and we haven't touched on this because we weren't talking about bottom nine teams. Yeah, bottom seven teams. The Dragons offered him seven hundred thousand dollars to play. He's on he's on about a million one point one at the moment for this season. He was happy to take a pay cut. Yeah, Dragons said we'll give you seven. He said no, I want eight fifty, and apparently they. There's negotiations ongoing. Seven's a low ball off of Ben Hunt, who has been arguably the best halfback in the competition this year. He will be very close to winning the Dally M. Didn't um, play finals. Didn't play for. Yep. Didn't play finals. But if that team did not have him, I I would see this team as a wooden spoon team. Um, he has he has single handedly carried them throughout this season, and letting him go would be a massive mistake. I know he's old. I know he's 31. But halfbacks, we've seen halfbacks play at all 35, 36 years old. And finding a genuine number seven who can st- who, is a, who can lead your team around the park is so hard to find. There is a lack of them in the NRL. And letting him walk 
would be a horrible decision. Now, one of the problems is, and we saw this when the Richers came out, their cap is in all sorts. I don't know who they've recruited for next year, if any, if anyone. So I don't, I don't. This is and I didn't have high hopes in coming into the season. I thought their recruitment was bad. They paid older players a lot of money to come to the club, and it didn't work out. There are some young guys there. Amon looks awesome. Yeah, you know, Lomax has his moments. Jack Bird has been excellent this year, um, but I just you know there is Tyrell Sloan. He needs he needs time. Yeah, he needs time. Um, I think this team's going to probably be right where they are this year. I don't see them moving up or down. Unfortunately, well, yeah, for, um, for me, fortunately, but <laughs> I think they go down. To be honest, okay, yeah, I just think uh, if, ben, if Ben Hunt if Ben Hunt signs with another club come November first, then yeah, down. There's an there's an article in the paper that Dean Young's going to that Brent Reed is saying Dean Young's eventually going to take over at the club. I don't know whether they let if they let Griffin see out his contract and just coach to the end of next year, then. It's a it's a dead year for them anyway. Yeah. I, I don't like the way they're playing. I don't see them making finals. No, they, their attack is lackless. They've had moments in defence, but then there's games where they it's just, just boor- get destroyed. It's just boring football. It's boring. Yeah, it's really boring football. Yeah. Okay, this brings us to ninth and probably the most interesting team. Um, Brisbane's two big purchases were Adam Reynolds and Kurt Capewell. Uh, Brisbane were in the top four about six weeks ago. We had them as the second best team in the comp at that time. Um, a series of losses um, after a solid win against Parramatta at Combank Stadium. A series of losses, uh, including to the Roosters, the Tigers, the Storm, the Eels, amongst others. And it's just, they've been in free fall. You know, in a, in a game where their season was, like, they needed to win to have a shot at making the finals. Yeah. They couldn't even get that done. Yeah. Um, and even on the weekend, they lost to St. George and, and only two or three players looked to really care, which is probably a harsh assessment. Then there was criticism or leaked that the coach was too harsh on them and needed to be gentler. It's a, I think it's... There's criticisms that Adam Reynolds is a coach. Yeah, there's there's remnants there of 2019 uh, in sort of, you know, they haven't won anything yet and they've got this arrogance about them. That was the criticism when Seabold was the coach. And I, I just think... It's it's. I think they'll actually be quite disappointed with this year, given we saw their potential. I mean, that's, Canberra had no right. That's, that's the thing. We had them finishing around this position. Yeah, we had them finishing ninth, tenth. Yeah, right. And if you hadn't watched this season and go, oh, Bulldog Broncos have gone from fifteenth last year to yeah. ninth this year. Yeah, they've improved. Yeah, but we saw what they could be. Yeah. And then I know. the slot, and then the downfall, and it's it's it left a sour taste in everyone's mouth and. Again, I think you're in a manly situation where there could be stuff coming out about you know things that are happening behind the scenes that can come out and really damage this club in the off season. You know they're getting Reese Walsh, which will help. Um, but I just I, I'm I'm a little worried about where this team is heading. Given all they, the they missed issues. Carrigan, they missed Carrigan, but the I, I'm surprised for a club like the Broncos that's coached by an Origin player. And now being pretty much run by an Origin player in Ben Iken, I, I'm surprised that they didn't better manage the post-Origin period. Yeah, I think. And look, I think it is the fact that you've got a very young team. Yeah, a lot of inexperience. Yeah, you know, it it, it it caught up with them. I the Broncos need to be a good team. 
Because there is a Gold Coast, there is a, another Brisbane team coming, led by someone who knows how to run a team in Brisbane, in the Dolphins and Wayne Bennett, and you know, I, I, I the the Dolphins will not come last this year. Despite how stat- talented you think their roster is, that team will not come last. That is my prediction. The Broncos need to be need to take that mantle in Brisbane and you know be good because there is a team hot on their tails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so up? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think they probably time their run better. I think Adam Reynolds, it depends on him a bit as well. And I, I know it's easy to say, of course, it depends on him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I as, a, as a Souths fan, and as, as if you're South, you, you're a bit vindicated by the decision. Yeah. Because really, I mean... In the, hindsight, the, the other, the, Reynolds the thing, could have stayed. The other thing is, if Reynolds stays, you, the argument is, if Reynolds stays, Souths are probably a, a much stronger contender for the finals, and probably probably. But we had been that the last four years as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. I, I anyway, would, I think for Souths, it's been a, a pretty good down year. Oh, I, I I agree. I yeah. agree. Um, yeah, and when, when we, you know, we we in the next few weeks, we're going to start talking more about the top eight teams. Yeah. And, you know, which teams have performed, outperformed expectations. I think that what Demetrio has done, we've seen teams leave. We've seen Bennett leave teams and them capitulate. That hasn't happened to South. And, you know, players have gotten better under him. I mean, yeah. Thomas Burgess, Junior Totola have been shining lights this year for South. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totola won the club award. Yeah. And um, I think Kolomatangi too. I think all, quite, yeah, our Yeah, really well. attack is great. I still have questions about his defence sometimes. Um, but there's improvement. Yeah. There is improvement. Um, um, let's talk about... Oh, you yeah. Yep. No, let's get into it. Yeah, tipping The tipping ladder is over. It is. Where, look, th- tipping, you can tip into the finals, but we are going to end the competition here. Um, and we have a winner for the second year in a row. And it is... Nick Saturis again. Yeah. On margin this year, wasn't as a convincing win. Peter George just really gave him a run for his money. Um, but yeah, got close. Got, got close. very close. Um, and I think next year we might use a different platform. Yes, agreed. Um, okay, four huge games this week. Two oh, just... big derbies. One old rivals, and two other, new, and, new, and another two one new kids on the block type thing. Yeah. But with its own intricacies in there too, I, a couple yeah. of ex-players playing against the old club, premiership yeah. winners. Anyway, yeah, there's you know there was the, do you remember the seven the seven tackle set fiasco a couple of years yeah. ago? I think that in 2016 the the original seven tackle set. Yeah, the original seven tackle set, and then in 2016 I believe the Cowboys lost as the Sharks beat the Cowboys to make the grand final. Correct. So like there's there's some history between these teams. Can the NRL have scripted a better week one of the finals? Possibly. I think it would have been better if uh, Penrith played Parade A and Z. Okay. And this is gonna be this is gonna be a conversation we're gonna have. I I agree. I agree with you. Okay. Um but yeah. Um Penrith. Yep. Friday night. Yep. Parramatta. Yep. Nathan Cleary Nathan Cleary's back. Yeah. Um after four weeks on the sideline and Jerome Luai's back too. He was given a rest last week along with eleven other members of their side. Uppy, Coruscant, ankle, Spencer Lenu, shoulder, return after missing the Cowboys game. It's a full strength side. They're up against Parramatta. 
Brad Arthur's named the same 17 that were very impressive last week against the Storm. Um, they've come in at fourth, having won five of their last six. They also won both games this year against Penrith. Uh, Nathan Brown is listed as the 18th man after making a successful return from a finger injury in New South Wales Cup on Saturday. Last year, Penrith lost this game and went on to win the comp on the back of grinding defence in their next three matches. Uh, they beat Parramatta by two points, and it was that penalty it was eight, to... 8-6. Six. 8-6, six, and it was yep. that penalty to Luai, which was very yep. questionable. Yep. Everyone was up in arms about... I think it was in the middle of a game as well, where it's... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's this game. It, it's I wish that this was played. I, I agree with you. I, this game should be at ANZ. It should be in front of seventy thousand because that's what they would get for this derby on a 100%, Friday night. Hundred percent. The the NRL is blowing fifty thousand tickets. Yep. Sold in revenue by not playing this game at, at ANZ. I think it's a lost opportunity. The NRL and this is a thing that a lot of people don't know. The NRL own the finals. Yep. So they get to choose where the games are played. They're in charge of ticketing too. They're in charge of ticketing as well. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, I think this is, you know, look, Penrith have been excellent all year and every single Penrith fan would say that they deserve home ground advantage and get to play this game at Penrith. But I just think that in the bold scheme of things, this should be played at ANZ. This is going to be an excellent game of footy as well. The Pan- Pan- Parramatta are the one team... And I asked Penrith fans last week when Melbourne were versing Parramatta, who do you want to verse? Every single one of them said Melbourne. Melbourne. Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. Because they're scared of Parramatta. And this Parramatta team has... Ba- like, And we're going to know within the first five minutes of this game whether Parramatta has what it takes to win or not. And it's if Regan Campbell-Gillard and uh, Junior Polo bend that, uh, bend that Penrith line. Yeah. And they have to do it against a crowd that's going to give them no mercy. Exactly. They have that's, to bend, that's the challenge. They have to bend that Penrith line back early and get on the front foot and get over the advantage line. And if that's the case, it builds a platform for Moses and Brown, who have been excellent this year, to carry on and win this game. I went to a preliminary final in 2009, Michael. Yep. At ANZ Stadium. Dogs. Dogs and Parramatta. I, I was at that game as well. Why were we there? Because it was just going to be a huge you, game of football. You just knew it was going to there be. There were 74,000 people there. And do you remember? I remember Fufu Mwemwe was playing. Yeah. And when he ran the ball, every single person in the crowd, yeah. just like, foo, like the fooey. It was... This is one of the most ex- incredible awesome. finals. and I so good. We have this stadium sitting there that apparently we can't... We have to play at South. have to play there, otherwise it becomes a white elephant, and we don't use it for this kind of game. Defies yeah. logic to yeah. me. When in, you know two teams that are from that area. If it was Panthers and Storm, I'd kind of get it, or yeah. Panthers and Titans, or Panthers and. Mm. But this defies logic. I, anyway, I agree. Um, okay, your tip. <sighs> Parramatta. Huge. Yep. I'm tipping Penrith. Okay. 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 Um, Storm and Raiders, Saturday afternoon, 5.40. Ricky is unhappy with Canberra's... Um, six-day turnaround. Six-day turnaround. South and the Roosters showing a bit of favour. Can we... Can we uh, on the turnaround. Yeah. And the AFL has been doing this since 2016. hmm And I think that the NRL need to adopt it by now. Tell because me. Because there's... You know, every week there's concussions, yep. injuries. We need a buy round before the last round of the... Before the finals. Yeah. It would it would cut out the whole speculation that Cam Murray's playing. 
You know, players like Daniel Tupu get the extra week. Play Penrith wouldn't rest all their players the last round of the competition, yeah. and you get a better a better uh, you know contest and a better um, spectacle. Yeah, I think that the NRL need to do this now that there's more injuries in the game than ever. Like the injuries tack up, injuries add up. Every single player coming into the finals has some sort of niggle to them, and you're going to get a better contact if the a contest. But every single game, if these guys get an extra week of rest to rest everything up, heal up a little bit, and you know, we can use that week for something. You know, promote the women's game for that one week leading into the finals. Use it as a media round. Do it. Do something with it. I think it's time the NRL give us a buy round before the finals, just to get some players healthy. Uh, Mike, we've discussed this in the context of mid-season, mid-season yeah. um, rep footy. Yeah. It's not going to happen now. The season's going to be two weeks longer next year. I, which is ridiculous. The season would have to start an extra week earlier to accommodate a buy. It's to ridic- still have it's a public ridi- holiday. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. I, I, yeah, the NRL seriously need to look at bringing in a buy round before the finals, just so we can get the as many good players on the park as possible for these games that you know we need to build our game. Well, uh, the other alternative is in the final round not to play Sunday games. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, okay. Storm. Jerome Hughes is named after missing round 25 with calf tightness. Uh, Cooper Johns goes to the reserves. Kenny Bromwich and Nick Meaney uh, should be right to go after they were injured with a head knock and shoulder injury, respectively. Uh, for Canberra, after being rested last week, Jack Whiten and Elliot Whitehead are back on the deck for the trip to Melbourne. Um, Corey Harawira-Naira goes to the bench. Frawley to the reserves, and Albert Hoppawati is the 18th man. Canberra have done very well to make the finals. They were sluggish to start the year. Um, they've won four in a row. They're one of the um, top-performing teams in the top eight at the moment. Eight of the last eight as well, I think. Yeah, eight of the last ten. Um equal with the Roosters, and the only one better is Cronulla. So they're coming in with momentum. Uh, I think it's a real danger game for Melbourne. Parramatta, uh, sorry, the Raiders, their season turned around. And this is the reason why I had them outside of the... I remember saying this. The reason why I had them outside of the eight coming into the season was that they lost Jamal Fogarty coming into the season. I thought he was going to be out till at least round 20. Yep. He came back earlier than expected, and their season turned when he came because he's been excellent and has really taken a lot of pressure off Jack Whiten and has been really, really good. Um, but Canberra's forward pack is dangerous. Hudson Young has been one of the best second rowers in the competition this year. Tarpanay and Papali'i have been awesome, um, and I think I think Melbourne are, Melbourne are lacking in the middle at, at the moment. That's where they're being beaten. It's where the Roosters beat them. It's where Parramatta beat them. And if you can get over the advantage line against Melbourne and start pushing them backwards, that's when they get. That's when they start, uh, you know, getting scared. And I think that that side of um, Seve and Coates has been leaking points as well, which is which is dangerous. I'm just worried that Canberra hasn't had a proper test the last few weeks. They versus the Knights, Tigers, and Manly. Yeah. Um, and coming even before that, it's been a very easy run for them. They haven't versed anyone good, really. Um, and even the Knights, they, they struggled. And they St. Struggled. George, they struggled. And St. George, they struggled. 
And oh, then yeah. they lost to Penrith uh, and they played the goal. They've had a soft run. They've had a very soft run. Including the, the Titans and the Warriors before yeah. Penrith as well. Yeah. So it's it's been a bit of a and dream game, run. But they, before that, they beat, week, like, they beat Canberra. They did beat... They did beat no, they beat, no, they beat Melbourne. Sorry, they beat in Melbourne, Melbourne in Melbourne. Yeah. And this is the thing. Since Melbourne came into the comp in 1999, only one team has won there more, more than five times. Yeah. And that's Canberra. Bogey teams. Bogey Continues. teams. But... In saying that, if Jerome Hughes plays, I'm tipping Melbourne. Yep. Huge. Yep. Okay. Uh, Saturday night, second plays third. Sharks host the Cowboys. Talakai has been named but will be racing the clock after suffering an ankle injury against the Knights. Uh, Finucane, Will Kennedy, Toby Rudolph and Connor Tracy are all back on deck. Cam McInnes and Hamlin Ueli revert to the bench. Lockie Miller goes to 18th man. Ikevalu and Tolman to the reserves. Um... Tolman's retiring this year too, so yeah. um, could be his second last game. Uh, for the Cowboys, Cohen has returns from one game suspension. Uh, he copped against Souths. Uh, so Tanua Brown goes to 18th man in the only change to the side that pumped the baby Panthers last week. Now, Mike, the stat here that I think is probably most telling about both these teams is games against the top eight. Okay, Cowboys have only played 10. Now there are seven other top eight teams. They've won five, they've lost five. Cronulla only played nine, won four, and lost five. Uh, and one of those wins was against Souths by a point. And one of, Canberra's, one of Cowboys' wins was against the baby Panthers. Yep. And I think against the de- very depleted Melbourne team at one point as well. Yep. Um, yep, they haven't travelled much. And Cronulla have had a soft run. Uh, these two teams would be thrilled to have this game. Uh, and then one win away from the grand final. One win away from the grand final, and yeah, and look, the loser. If, if Cowboys win, that one win away is up there. Is in Townsville, yeah. which will not be easy. No. Um, one thing that I'm I'm I've been worried about the Sharks, and it's not always the most telling stat, is they have now overtaken the. Bunnies as the uh, team with the lowest completion rate. Mm. Most errors in the competition. Now, again, that means that they use the ball a lot. And I think in both years that the Roosters won in 18 and 19, they led the league in errors. Um, it's not the worst thing, but they they're, even even the last two weeks against the Dogs and against the Knights, their completion rate was terrible. Really bad. And good teams are going to pounce on that. So that's a bit of a concern um, but they're you know, for Nukin's back, um, which will really, really help. They were excellent with him in the middle part of the season when he was playing. Um, Toby Rudolph is a really he, he, good, hard running prop who make does all the gritty things in the middle. It's what you need, and I think Nico Hines has been awesome this year. Um, he's probably going to win Dallium, I think. Yeah. Um, I am going to tip the shark. At home at the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair call. Now, the other thing is that we say that defence wins premierships, right? Well, Mm -hmm. Penrith have conceded 330 points, Cronulla 361, and the Cowboys. Cronulla 364, and the Cowboys 361. Every other team in the top eight is above 400. Mm -hmm. Having said that, Cronulla have only played nine top eight teams. Yeah. 
So, of course, they're going to have a better for and against because yeah. they played so many against soft teams. Yeah. So, I don't know what to read into it. Yeah. Um, and on the basis of that, then Penrith just storms home with the Premiership just because they're so far ahead and they've uh, played yeah. a lot of... Yeah, this is the thing. I don't, I don't think there's many teams, if any, at the moment that can beat Penrith. Yeah, you're there playing for that spot, hey? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Parramatta is one of them, and this week's going to be very interesting. Um and the team that we're about to talk about next, if they can get Manu back, oh, is another. Um, <laughs> all right. It all comes down to this. Now, for those of you that haven't noticed, Michael is rather subdued because he's not sure what to have made of last ah, week's performance. Yeah, yeah, more harm than good. Um, if I'm Souths, I'm aware that we need to start better, uh, aware that we have Cook and Murray coming back, um, and Campbell Graham. I'm aware that Luttrell is probably played the worst game I've seen him play in a very long time. Uh, and it couldn't get any worse than what he did, including where he gifted the Roosters eight points through two dropouts. Um, so, um, you know, the Roosters started fast, but then I, I think Hargraves came off, and I, I don't really know why he came off. And it hasn't really been discussed he had a hamstring as much issue. this way. He had hamstring tightness. Which he had early in the season, and if it wasn't the last game of the round, and we, you know, and it was sudden death, he would have come back. Yeah, well, I think it, there's a risk in playing him this week. He'll play. And I know I, he'll I, play, I, but I, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tech had their hand in this. Yeah. The art master, yeah. Joseph Swali's mate, has had a hand in this week. Yeah, I don't, I, we're not going to talk about that because I'm going to get angry. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't realise you don't like sabotage on the eve of a final. <laughs> Must be so. It is sa- so. It is sabotage, is it? No, it was sabotage in 2018. <laughs> this is this is nothing. This has been going on for weeks. Um, yeah, I think I think that the game that we're going to see on Sunday is going to be a completely different game to what we saw on Friday night. I think that both teams held back. I think. Um, you know, obviously, Murray... And let, let's clear the air here. Every every single Souths fan and every, every single person at South Sydney has said they're confident that Cam Murray will play or that he will play. Mm. Cam Murray has not been cleared to play. Mm-hmm. And these are the rules that need to have... This is what needs to happen for Cam Murray to play. Because he's had two head knocks, two Category 1 head knocks, and two Category 1 concussions, there is an 11-day protocol. Yeah. To get to play... You need to get a special exempted, uh, exemption from an independent doctor yeah. to play within those 11 days. This is a mm-hmm. nine-day turnaround, which yeah. helps. That does help. But he has not been cleared yet and probably won't be cleared till the captain's run mm. on Friday to play. Saturday. Saturday to yeah. play. So let's... let's. Cam Murray is not... A, uh, I, I think he will play. Yeah. But he's not a certainty to play and still needs clearance from... The doctor. South's coach, Jason Demetrio, one thing he did come out and say this week, which was wrong, was Cam Murray will play. Oh, the coach is back too. I forgot to mention him. He's Another back. He's also back, yeah. yes. He came out and said, Cam Murray will play. He's fine. And that was the day after when a week and a, a week earlier, Campbell Graham had uh, post-concussion system, uh, sy- uh, uh, symptoms like three days later. This isn't something to gawk at. You know, Cam Murray, Cam Murray went down in the second tackle of the game and stumbled. And if it wasn't finals, he wouldn't be playing. Do you agree with that? Probably. Yeah. 
But it's finals. It is finals. And I get it. And it, look, Victor Radley... It should be treated it. the same as the judiciary. We just... <laughs> I Actually, this brings the best thing. So, we don't usually talk about off-field incidents, right? But the NRL handed down today a two-match suspension to be served <laughs> in <Yeah>. 2023. <laughs> to who was it? Tyrone May. Tyrone. Uh, no, uh, Tyrone May. Ty- Tyrone? Tyrone May. Tyrone? Tyrone? Tyrone May. Of the Panthers. Taylor May. Taylor May. Taylor May at the Panthers oh. for two matches in 2023 and he's been fined $7,500. Yeah. Yes, you heard that correctly. 2023. Yeah. So, um, I read somewhere today that Souths are backing um, Cam Murray to return and recover and yeah. someone, Matt Buxton, I've no idea who he is, tweeted, yeah. he's going to miss round to one to two, one to two next year instead. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Um, yeah, uh, and look, Victor Radley's coming in with a bit of an, uh, a cloud as well because of that concussion he suffered against the Storm, right? If this wasn't finals, they probably wouldn't play. Um, Tupu is a concern to play. I think he's he's leaning more likely to play, but he's, he's 50-50-ish. Yeah. Surely he will play. Um, Manu's obviously the big loss, and it's, it kills me. It kills me that we knew that he had an injury and we still ran what him out What was the logic of it? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. And I, s- I, I said to you, when we were like, oh, players need to be rested, it was Manu and Tedesco were the two I wanted to get rested. Well, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. Um, two to three weeks, I don't know if that's right or not. If if he does play, it might be the, you know, the preliminaries or the grand final if he does come back. We need to get through the first two rounds, though. Because we need to win four in a row to get there. It's not going to be easy without him. He's so important to what we do. Your tip? I'm not tipping Sears. Okay. Yeah. I'm tipping the Roosters. Okay. I think I think regardless of Manu not being there, we are the better team. I think Kiri was excellent on the weekend. Um, Crichton was awesome and Tedesco is Tedesco never has a bad game. No, he is an awesome player. Um, He's an awesome player. And will not be moved to cater for Swali. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll look, say that defiantly. Look, I, I think that Souths probably had... They did enough to be competitive in that game, but I think they had an Ida next week anyway. I think Latrell both... I, was think shut both down. I don't think either team played their best. Latrell... Um, what gave me a, bit, a lot of confidence, to be honest, was when we got upfield, we actually managed to score quite easily. Um, and we had the disallowed try, which can be, be fixed and whatever. Pete Mamazella scored his first try in first grade, which is awesome. Lachlan Ilias has re-signed with the club until 2025 today. It's a good boost. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just... I think, yeah, I think the issue... It's going to be a very different yeah. style of game, and both of us are going to be playing daytime football. Yeah, which, is, which again, makes things different. I don't think Souths have played daytime football for a long time. Uh, the Roosters had one a couple of weeks ago against the Cowboys. Was that a month ago? Yeah, no, it was, it was two, three weeks ago. It was yeah, when oh, three, yeah, three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, um, um, yeah. But yeah, it does change things. You know, it's going to be a dry track. I, I think it's going to be more Souths fans in the room. Possibly, yeah. The the crowd was skewed towards Roosters, which is very. I was shocked by that, but apparently Roosters. Just didn't sell tickets to South fans, which what a shock! Well done. Um, <laughs> and look, if, if Roosters fans turn up in September, I love it. You know, it's what happens. Um, but yeah, it'll be an excellent game at the S uh, at the New Allianz Stadium. Um, I'm nervous. 
I'm worried. I don't want to lose to you. Um, I don't want to lose to Souths because you know, and you're the same. What you like? The worst thing is to lose to one of one each other. No, the worst thing it, is that you get bragging rights for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, it's not like we can bounce back next. Anyway, no, yeah, that's right. It's, it's tough. Um, I'm, I'm no, I was more confident last week than I am this week. Um, I just think it's going to be a completely different game, but I still think we get up. I think that 20 minutes in, Souths fans were like, let this end. 20 minutes to go, Souths fans were like, I feel fine. I think as, as the as the game went on, we, I think we sort of got more relaxed and comfortable with how things were going. So um, anyway, I can't keep talking about it. I'm getting too nervous. I'm yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, uh, yeah, let's leave it there. Okay. So Michael's going for Parramatta. Yep. Cronulla. Yep. Uh, Melbourne. Yep. And the Chooks. Boom. None of them are like four games. Four games. Four games. A good swing. Yeah, it's it's nuts how good this final series I think can be. Yeah. Um, I'm also the the reason why I've made my tips is I'm hoping to draw plays out so that we can somehow beat uh, verse Penrith in the finals. That's what I'm looking for. Which was my tip at the start. I don't of the season. think you're going to get the legs to get there, Mike. It's it's going to be tough. You've won. Eight in a row. It's going to mean you have to win twelve in a row. Yeah. Okay. But you, but you, congratulations. You were right about winning, not losing game for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. I believe so. Matt Lodge, eight games for the Chooks, eight wins. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty happy with the end of the season. Just wish you know that you know we got to win against the Dogs or the Dragons or the Knights mm. or you know those games would we ended up losing, which would have put us in the four. Would have made I'm it easier. Um, I actually think Souths and the Roosters could have easily taken the, the Cronulla and Cowboys yeah. spots. There's also another game on Sunday. Two yep. undefeated teams playing each other. Yep. Roosters Knights mm-hmm. in the women's. Is that before the men's? It is. Yep. Uh, I think at Allianz as well, which will be awesome. Um, these two teams, obviously, they've been undefeated 3-0 coming into the season. Roosters have been dominant and pumped the Dragons on the week, on Friday night. Um yeah, that's 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 a that's a that's a game that I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, will be epic. Yeah. Um, anything else to hit on? That's it. I'm already halfway out the door. Have you noticed? I just yeah. can't talk about this anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to leave. Doesn't want to be in, in my uh, stressed vicinity anymore. All right, we'll leave it there. Um, let's do this. I'm excited. I love finals football. It's gonna be. They're gonna be really good games. We've got nine really good games coming up. Agreed. Um, agreed. That's it. All right, that's it. We'll leave it there. Thanks as always. Um, and how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>